0: advice. Ask why, where, what. Okay. So what do you feel is important about the ask? What do you, what do you think on that subject alone? Not getting into these
1: bullets yet. Yeah. Just on the ask in terms of asking for advice.
0: Yeah. So like, how does, how does the ask help, help us, right? Thinking through, personally, Mm -hmm. asking ourselves about before we give advice, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what we ask
1: ourselves. Yeah. Why
0: stop and ask yourself these questions? Why do you think to ask is so important? Mm. Or have you gotten tripped up by not checking
1: in with yourself? I think that it's important to ask why, where, and what, because otherwise you're not tapped in to specific advice. It, okay. it has nothing necessarily, you might get lucky, it might have something to do with it. But if you don't actually know what problem or question your advice is answering, if you don't know where you're coming up with your response, because maybe it's more about you than about them. And if you don't know, like if you don't know yourself enough. To know how this might strengthen or weaken your ego then your advice probably is going to lead to more tension between you and the party asking for it because you're not hearing them and usually when we ask for advice it's because we are hurting not because we want the fix but we want we use the want for the fix in order to address like this was unfair and i don't feel good Can you empathize with me? And then maybe we can gently move towards the solution. Mm -hmm. If you jump through all of that specific understanding, you get that thing where people start saying, you're right, you're right. And I think it was in um, a book by Chris Voss, uh, who was a CIA or what was it? FBI profiler, uh, dealt with hostage negotiations. Mm-hmm. and he was like the most dangerous thing is when you hear someone say you're right it means they've completely checked out they're no longer in their emotions they're no longer in their context they're hearing the logic and they're saying you're right but you've mm-hmm. lost them once they listen to logic because wow. you're not answering their feelings you're answering the words that they're using to describe the problem which are often not connected
0: yeah yeah which is the opposite of what I do is connect soul to soul. People are like, you're right. And i was like, yeah, because I'm exactly. talking.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's
0: like a opposite. That's interesting. Very fascinating. Well, Chris
1: would love, he would love, well, I don't know him, but I feel <laughs> like he would really enjoy some of what you do because it gets people back into their feeling. And that's where you can actually kind of be able yeah. to work with negotiation.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, when people are in trauma or in like a stressful situation like that they leave their bodies you know so you're not even talking to the real person then yeah okay so yeah so checking in with yourself as to like why are you even going to give advice so we've been sort of talking about when someone's asking for advice but let's flip it back to whether someone's asked you to give it or not right because advice that isn't even asked for is very disrespectful. And like, we don't stop to think about that. (laughs) You're actually disrespecting someone. You're raping them. Like they didn't ask for it. What's rape? You're getting what you didn't ask for. (laughs) Somebody is forcing something on you that you didn't ask for. So yeah, it's a really icky feeling when you say something and someone just gives you advice, right? Or in grief situations, you're grieving, and there or someone just died, and it's like, well, at least you're. Da-da-da-da. This is, you know, and trying to make you feel better, and they're giving you all this advice that certainly wasn't asked for when you're just trying to process through the, all those levels of grief, because mm-hmm. you know, there's all these stages. The first stage is like denial, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Very yeah. cool. Okay, so when you tap in to you're about to give advice and you check in with yourself like why are you giving it so what are some tips there or some thoughts you have as to like how you even check in with yourself some of those examples that you gave early
1: yeah yeah so well it's fascinating just before we go on to that what you mentioned about like denial I think you somewhat whether it's a conscious learning about this or subconscious intuition, there needs to be some understanding of the different stages that people are in when they come to you for advice, because that can help pivot. Oh, this is the sort of advice. This is the sort of advice. This is, so that was just an interesting point that you mentioned. And I felt like that would be good to touch on at least briefly right now. Go for it. Um, But in terms of being able to know yourself, I mean, number one thing is journaling, right? It's just the best way you get stuck after one sentence. And then you write about how furious it is to be doing this and you get, you just start unraveling like, Oh, so I get really irritated when results aren't fast. And I am not patient when it comes to it, things that I don't see, um, a tangible product at the end game of this for, like it just wouldn't make sense for me to waste my energies this way. It, journaling i think is a great way to actually understand yourself especially in the context of your day to day actions right. so i think that's the first thing linda is okay. looking at your day and saying this bugged me does it need to what why uh-huh. why did it do that was that me or was it something that you know i stand by this i was not happy when this happened it was not fair and now we can move through it or was this maybe me getting in up my own, ah. uh, you know, about it, and uh, not necessarily seeing the, con- the possible context for this other person. Maybe mm. they cut you off in traffic because they were rushing to the hospital. Maybe they, uh, I don't know, cut in line because, not that it's okay, but because they needed to get that coffee uh, for their right. boss who was going to fire them if they didn't. We don't know. So it's right. balancing that. And it's just the setup for the ability to let go, Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And both of those sides come to it, whether it's you feel justified and you're okay with the feeling that you're having versus you realize that this was more about you. Both of them will need, they will lead to the letting go process. But you have to know where you're at before.
0: Yeah, cool beans. All right, so why are you giving it? Like you have great examples of like checking in and why would I be giving this advice at this point to somebody Mm. else, right? Whether they've asked or not, just like this advice comes up for you to give and you're like, wait a minute, why am I even gonna give this? Like, how is it going to
1: help this person or whatever?
0: You have some scenarios there?
1: Yeah, so if we're looking at, like why you're giving this advice in the moment. Let's say, let's say somebody doesn't even ask for advice. Let's say you have a best friend. Remember, this is 2020, and we're moving past beauty standards. We know that they still affect us, but we're trying to move past them. I'm going to use this as an example. Um, let's say you have a friend that just feels really down about the fact that, like, I just can't wear this dress. I can't wear it because. I I just, I can't, I can't wear it. And they don't even get to the, because why? Okay. To me that might, that might demonstrate that there's a block around even recognizing that fat is bad in her mind. It would show me that this person can't even, or doesn't even want to look at the fact that she is scared of being fat, even though it runs her life because as soon as she recognizes it, she knows it's 2020. She knows that being fat doesn't mean you're ugly, and yet she still feels that. So that would be something that I think a lot of people might skip past because it's very popular in our culture to be like, oh my God, you're not fat. That's insane. Oh my God, you're beautiful, what? And it's like, that is one type of support, yes. And I think everybody needs that type of love, validation, overwhelming compassion at different points in their journey. That can also be an enabling factor for people who don't want to necessarily solve their issues with the concept of being overweight, but also rely on you to tell them that they're beautiful, rely on you to provide that validation. So what I find often is like that sort of device that misses the mark because it's more about you being a good friend and making your friend feel okay, not necessarily giving them the support that would move them beyond the fear.
0: So would it become, you become curious and, and doing the sort of the drill down to, because you said the person didn't even finish, you know, the why Mm. of it drilling down to... What is really bothering them about that dress?
1: Or, yeah. Okay. I would, I would say distancing yourself from the immediate fix and instead working through, well, oh, tell me more. What yeah. do you think that is? What? Uh, I'd like to hear more. You think I don't it's know the about color? that. Do you think it's the texture?
0: <laughs> like,
1: exactly. The texture? Let them answer it's so it. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, as soon as you answer it, it's wall up. But yes. if, if you not with a sense of knowing, like, well, is it that, is it this? Cause that'll shut somebody down right away.
0: Sure. Just, just being there to process with them. Yeah.
1: If even if, even if it. you know the answer, even if you know the answer, just being like, especially if you know the answer. <laughs> ex- yeah. Yeah. Um, but exactly what you were saying, just being like, Oh, well, what do you think that is? I, I don't know. Because then they can take charge of the information. They can take charge of knowing themselves without the fear that you might know them better, which often drives the need for advice is that somebody else has the answer and you don't. So when you're able Mm -hmm. to guide somebody into finding their own answer, Mm -hmm. that not only kind of breaks down the fat is ugly. Oh, now that I've said that, that does kind of seem a little crazy, doesn't it? It, Mm -hmm. Like once once you say it and -hmm. it's not led by someone else, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh well, I just said that in front of you and okay, well, at least I didn't have to prove anything or walk anything back. Yeah. Um, so right. it's in creating a safe space for someone to discover about themselves, I think. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and it takes me to this uh, gal who, after she had her baby and it was, you know, like her husband was trying to figure out like why the baby, would, you know, are bringing back to to her like bringing a problem to her about the baby and and she would just say um so what are your thoughts you know like what do you think might be causing it you know and she had more experience in babysat or whatever so she probably had some of the answers and she's a mom you know she's got the whole intuition Mm -hmm. she was really careful to empower her husband And the two of them put thoughts out in the center on the table, if you will, and then sort of shift through and then together make a decision about what might be going on. And then together make a decision of like how to tackle that one and then experiment and see what happens. And babies change all the time. (laughs) You know, it's you to stay like even like one nose length ahead is um, with kids in general is usually impossible yeah <laughs> it's a big yeah. science experiment that changes all the time mm-hmm. so
1: yeah mm-hmm. i definitely think a, a huge undervalued gift is the gift of taking a breath just um, hold up a second you know, uh, wait one moment before you just let whatever's about to tumble out of your mouth happen uh it's just nice. where's this coming from Okay. Now with full intentionality, I can drive this sentence forward. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, Carefully. Just make sure you're, you're fully in that moment instead of thinking about right. something else, rattling something off. Cause mm-hmm. the person who's asking or didn't ask for your advice, they could be in a very delicate stage where what you say could be very impactful, just like with children, where yeah. every single thing, no matter what you think of it, has a huge impact just developmentally yeah so it's important to just check yourself be like oh there's some I don't want to say fragile because that has bad connotations but this moment is a bit precarious so maybe I should shift out of me for a second because it's fun to be with me we have best friends we have family who you're just like this is me I'm I'm being mean. Now I'm being nice. Now I'm being thin. And it's, it feels nice <laughs> to be in anyways. your impulse. I know. <laughs> Unconditional love, right? Yeah, But um, yeah. It, it feels good to be completely in your impulses. But maybe when advice is happening, that might not be the time to be in your impulses. Although certainly listen to your intuition. That I'm not right? saying cancel that out.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So just checking in, like, why are you giving it? And thinking about where it's coming from for you is there a little scenario that you can think of where it was like you really checked in where it was coming from and realized something do you have anything on the tip of your tongue on that Hmm. aspect coming from you and your experiences
1: yeah yeah so Having already, like, I think everybody has the experience of a friend who is playing for compliments because they're insecure about how they look. So let's skip past that one because I think most of us have been there, if not just for ourselves. I think we all have had insecurities about ourselves. But um, I would say one that comes to mind is uh, with my mom, actually. And she was very nervous about going back into acting when I left for college. Um She had trained to be an actor, but she kind of went into the stay-at-home life. Mm -hmm. Um, And she always, without expressing it, was like, oh, no, I could never be an actor. Like, she'd bring up why she couldn't be it. Right. Which is a huge indication to me that you're trying to convince that that path was never an alternative. Mm -hmm. It's helping to shut down the hope and the regret and the disappointment of not choosing that path. But in doing that, it also prevents this understanding of like, oh, it is still possible. I'm so busy trying to shut down this previous hurt that I'm not even seeing that I could actually still get somewhere that I want to be. But that's too painful. Mm -hmm. So while I started, and this, it took some readjusting, because I would hear all of this like, oh, it would be interesting to go into voiceover, but I just don't know. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too this. I'm too that. And while for the beginning, I started with, that's not true. You Like a lot of support. You know that that's not the case. Like acting is the one world, maybe the only world in which you you literally need everyone. You need everyone. You can't fake it. You have to have everyone. Yeah. Um, And so... If we move beyond that I was in this supporting phase I was in the supporting and at a certain point I just realized oh this is enabling this is ah this isn't is that about interesting support I was just like enabling exactly and it was like I understood that she needed that support that it's not as though that wasn't valuable but she was now living through it instead of moving on to the next step of okay sure. I I have a trust. I trust the base that I'm going to leap from. Sure. I can trust that this base will hold me and now I can take a step out. Okay. Run back. Take two steps out. Run back. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's being able to trust that. And so at yeah. a certain point I realized, okay, this isn't doing it. Okay. So I, I kind of got a little harsh. I was like, these are all BS. You're saying this. It doesn't mean that you're saying this. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to enable you anymore. If you would like to move into voiceover you can just know that I don't buy any of your excuses and you don't have to either but if you want you can choose to stay or you can choose to move into something else wow. and she's it's fascinating because she's the one who taught me uh the idea of which I think goes to show some psychology the idea of <laughs> uh, people will only choose to change when the cost of remaining outweighs the cost of changing that's right Yeah. So it's, um, it's interesting that she knew that she lived by it and yet she wasn't actively living by it in all the places that it mattered. That's a great Uh, example. Now she's been rocking the voiceover world because I stopped Uh being super nice. Not that I was mean, but I, I wasn't super nice anymore. Because that was more about me not trying to hurt her than yeah. about me helping her get somewhere. And yeah, I think and that's, that's what I wanted to illuminate with that example.
0: Yeah, and then the digging deep to realize, like, damn, I'm enabling her. Yeah, and right. then to make that choice. <laughs> you made a choice so that she was almost, like, free to make a choice. So that's exactly too. I love it. And even in coaching, like, whatever um, the coach is going through – it starts showing up in the clients and when the Mm. coach makes their leap, you know, all the clients do too. And it's like wild to watch. So So it's like, hmm, where is this being reflected in my life? So if if I'm frustrated with a client, it's like, hmm, where is this being reflected in my life? I go do my inner work, take my eyes off the client, back to myself, and then... like I hardly have to work with my clients because it just (laughs) takes care of itself. I love it. Okay. And then the idea of like, what are you trying to prove? So do you have like a drill down scenario that you had to like drill down for yourself Mm -hmm. maybe? um, And you realize like, oh, you know, I was actually trying to prove such and such and I didn't even need to give that advice, and I didn't, or Mm -hmm. I did, and I realized later, oh, I was just trying to prove this. No wonder it didn't work, or whatever. You have something?
1: Yeah. Uh, It's interesting, because I I tend towards, all right, if I don't know exactly what I can give here, I'm going to move outside the situation and learn more. Like, my natural... Uh, innate way of being is step back and watch, step back and learn, step back and listen, the answer mm-hmm. will come. Um, so in terms of what are you trying to prove? I found that I was, <laughs> I was always so self aware. that I was like, ah, why are you about to say that? If that's not going to help them that it's about you stop talking. <laughs> ah. So I found that I had a different problem. Although I would say that In terms of an example, what's coming to mind is with siblings, right? Like my sister. Um, I would give advice to show that I was the boss and I was experienced and I knew the way even when she didn't because I'm three years older. Um, So while it might not have been the the tallest platform from which to stand on, right? that was definitely something, you know, actually it was maybe four, yeah, four years ago where I had been kind of, it was a huge transition for me where I would definitely been operating in a place where she would be talking, she would be talking, spinning her wheels. Um, and a big frustration for me would be your arguments don't make sense. And there's no way to pull the thread because you're just trying to win the argument. You're not trying to have a conversation. Sure. So it was the first time where she was saying stuff, saying stuff, saying stuff, asking for advice, not really asking. She just wanted to show what she knew. Um, Where I, I was trying to say, but what about this? But are you doing this? And I was almost trying to critique her advice asking in a way. And it took me just taking a breath and being like, whoa, all of this energy all of what she's saying, it's not even about, I don't even know what's happening, but this is all in her head. And she's just like, at a certain point, I just stopped talking and I was getting like, well, why are you looking at me like that? Oh my God, you have to look at me like that because you're saying it like this and you think this, and this is happening. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like I, I'm glad i like had, you know, <laughs> like this is just a lot, but it was that moment where I was able to just step back. And then I just asked questions. I was like, well, what do you think about this? And I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not sure. What do you think about that? So that way, it's not that I'm saying no, but I'm saying, I'm not quite sure that that makes sense to me. And while it didn't end a peaceful resolution, (laughs) it was a big moment for me to be like, people have a lot of gears that are turning inside their head. Yeah, they pick up they on spin. things that. Yeah, yeah, they pick up on yeah. things that they've programmed in as insults, yeah. or compliments, or oh yeah, whatever.
0: Oh yeah, I worked in a psychiatric <sighs> day treatment center. Had <laughs> this kid with bipolar. I ended up restraining him, and you know, by the end of all of it, um, everything was over, and we just like looked eye to eye at each other, and I smiled like, yeah, we're still friends. It's over, and boom, right in the eye. (laughs) Like, and then later I found out if you smile at him, he thinks you're making fun of him. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, it's funny what we learn as kids that we pick up in like those little slights, the little actions that we learn. And what is it The do as I say, not as I do? No, I'm gonna do as you do, because you're the (laughs) one in power. And you're the one who I'm learning. That's who I want to be. So then I can say, do as I say, not as I do when I'm older.